is in this? Although, uh, if, this? if a man is wearing a vest, that is the reason why you have problems in your life. Do you ever get pick your feet rid, in Poughkeepsie? Get rid of the vest. Yeah, I mean, look. That's my one advice Unless to you work at a Walmart, then wear that fucking vest. From the smallest room in New York City. You know, if you work at a movie theater, tear that ticket, wear that vest. Right. Tear the ticket, wear the vest, I believe is that old <laughs> saying. And... Dr. Bull. Tear the ticket worth the best. <laughs> Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. You said you were going to, you said, oh, good, I can fix my life. There's a big difference. And how are you going to do that? I'm going to figure out where my underwear are located. You think I'm between <laughs> you and, and your underwear? I think they're hidden. I think you hide things from me. Yeah, I don't hide your underwear, though. I like it when you wear underwear. I laugh. I happen to like your underwear. I know. Yeah. I'm just so why you sound so... So what's that to do no. with me, though? One of these days, I'm going to get organism. What does that have to do with me, though? No. Well, because you are very yes. jumpy when people are near you, and we live in the size of a, like, matchstick box... Our apartment is that size. And so, like, if I'm organizing my clothes, you, like, shoot me these death looks. Like, you're like, you just, you don't want that noise and that bothersomeness near you. Well, why doesn't that stop you from doing all the other things you do that are noisy and bothersome besides get your fucking shit organized? Well, because it's already... So contrary to the way, like my, you know, my brain and my personhood is, like I'm not by nature. I'm drawn to chaos, so I'm drawn to. Oh, that's my alarm. It's, it's over. Red pill. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up. This is all a dream. Uh, Wait a second. So okay, hold on. Oh, nice. Are you drawn to that kind of chaos? Dumping my shit all over the floor. Oh no. Oh, that's so appropriate for what you were just saying. Now I'm gonna prove you wrong by not being jumpy about that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like last night you spilled water all over my desk, all over my stuff. I didn't do that. Everything that got hasn't sticky. Been, that hasn't been determined. Well, it has been determined because it wasn't like that when I went to bed. You worked at my desk after that, and it was found to be sticky by you. But I didn't do any sticky creation, you know? You didn't do any sticky creation? Me neither. <laughs> it's against my personhood. I'm not drawn to sticky creation. What are you talking about when you say that, that you were, like, drawn to chaos? Well, I mean, you said the other day that I was raised in a barn, and... Barns can be very organized. My barn wasn't organized. It was organized, just wasn't clean. It wasn't clean. So, okay. Are you drawn to dirt? Well, I'm drawn... I'm. I think that I'm just... I think that we all con uh, unconsciously re recreate sometimes our origin stories. And so I am not someone who, I have a hard time sometimes naturally creating for myself that stoic hotel peacefulness that comes easily for other people. What How do you know it comes easily for other people? Because you've know, seen I them. Have friends who are. And they say, this comes so effortlessly to me. Yeah, I have friends who, like, they don't write long pa Facebook posts asking other people to help them organize their shit. 
because that's just something that they love to do as and because nobody's going to help you organize your shit no lots of people have i've paid people to organize my yeah shit. i've been not <laughs> Well, nothing. I mean, just like, yeah, I mean... Uh, but I don't mean jumpy. I wasn't trying to describe you as like a, you know, autist. Like a like a Don Knotts character in Mr. Chicken? Yeah, I wasn't trying to Don Knotts you by that statement. I think you Don Nagged me at least. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I just meant uh, you, you get in the zone. You have a very manly way... Uh, <laughs> Don't try to save it with by working, flattering my testicles. Of working, and part of that man masculinity is that you being annoyed with femininity is that you're focused. Right. Well, that's true. Men have to focus. Men like a little bit of quiet to focus. Men like a little uh, not like shit being you know. But if but if you're if you're organizing, I'd be like, God damn. But you know, I'm gone. I painted the whole. Yeah, you painted the whole apartment, and and certainly a lot of chaos erupted out of that. You you had one wall. I came home. It was painted one color one day. I came home, and and you had fucked it all up. Yeah, I did. That was that was the closest to a Carrie Matheson on Homeland style psychotic break as I've ever experienced. And I'm never oh, going to reference another TV character again. It's just so like uh, second nature to you to do that, I guess. But okay, I mean, like. I carry Matheson. I'll use the full name. Yeah. We all missed something that day, Carrie. We all missed something that day. But describe the wall thing. Describe how you. Oh, well, no. Oh, you, I don't. No, I, I just. I felt as if I was married to uh, Carrie Matheson for a moment, you know? From Homeland. It was like that, wasn't it? No. Her shit is like fucking uh, photographs and information, and it's all tied together. It was more like a Jackson Pollock moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, so what I like to do is, if because I'm a my one of my biggest isms besides all my other isms is perfectionism. And so, if there is a slight thing wrong, which is what happened with the wall. I thought, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I can make it into, like, it's purposefully a little splatty. And so I was like, I have all these other paint colors. This will be my cool Mandy expresses herself wall. And so I tried to express myself with different colors, but then it just turned out real ugly. And it just looked like someone kind of losing their mind a little bit and there was silver and white and green it did not look good at all and then so I got a cab and I went and I bought paint that night and then I fixed it all up and now it's beautiful and they gave me for free the real nice paint that is like super expensive paint so it looks really pretty now Know what I'm saying? Well, what do you mean? They g they gave you free paint? Yeah, because they didn't. Or have, did they just upgrade you? They for just free? upgraded. Yeah, they oh, gave okay. me the. There's a certain kind of paint where when you paint it, it like fixes like deep suited deep seated like emotional problems along with it. It's like that oh, nice. miraculous a brand of paint. Can you pick up a gallon of that on your way to the hospital? Listen, uh, I had the feeling when I came home and saw this that you, if I hadn't have walked in, would still be painting that wall right now you would still be yeah that's correct yeah 
Only it would have spread. It would have spread all along all the walls, the carpet, the ceiling, the whole building, and probably out into the city. It would probably have reached halfway the upper, done. Upper West you, by now. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it would have been a, a big problem, graffiti-wise, fine-wise. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's it's illegal to do that. It's it's uh, vandalism. You're you basically vandalized your own apartment. So I'm gonna do a lot of painting when you're gone. Yeah, I hope you do. If you're gonna paint, do it while I'm the fuck in Indianapolis at Crackers. Do it while I'm in Crackers, May 3rd through 5th. I'm there Thursday, this coming Thursday. I'm there Friday, this coming Friday. Two shows, and I'm there two shows Saturday. You live in Indianapolis. I'm filling in is what it is. I haven't been on the schedule long. You need to buy tickets now. Come there. uh, Visit with me, Pat Dixon from New York City Crime Report. This is my show, and uh, that will be my show there. Like somebody do stand-up, and it's funny the whole goddamn time. Everybody loves it when I do stand-up. I'm going to reach out to that incel dude, uh, Jack Peterson. And I'm going to tell him to go visit you because he's in are Chicago. You, are you going to reach out to him and plug your story on my plug for my shows in Indianapolis? No, no, I was just saying. You wrote this story about incels. It's really blowing up. Yeah. And uh, it, and people should read that, too. It's in the Daily Beast a few days ago. It's online. It just came out. And uh, and this guy, uh, Jack Peter, Jack, you should come if you hear this. Uh, I, I'm name-checking you so that you'll come. Look, my podcast has been around since 2011. And I'm proud of it. And I'm telling you, you that. I'm not talking no no longer talking to Jack Peterson. But come to see the show. Now I'm talking <laughs> to you. You know who you are. Come May third. That's this Thursday. If it's if Thursday's already passed, don't worry about it, because I'm there Friday. If Friday and it's nine o'clock, don't worry. You can still get there by the by the late show. And then there's two shows Saturday, same time. It's oh, like it's eight amazing. and ten thirty. I love doing stand-up, and I love going to Indianapolis. It was one of the first clubs that I really got into uh, playing, I mean, years and years and years ago. One of the I disagree. My family's from Akron, Ohio. What family? Well, my dad... Ra- you, you had people from Akron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People from Akron. That's... Yeah, I've, I I went to Akron when I was... I like the Akronese. When I was uh, eight years old, and it was my first time going anywhere outside of San Diego, California, and I thought it was the most beautiful place on the planet because I had never seen fall before. Mm-hmm. You uh, saw your first fall in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. And who was the family you visited there? Uh, well, just great aunts and people and like some that. some not so great. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Uh, I will be, though, at Crackers in Indianapolis. But people from Indiana. Ohio could go visit you. You totally can. And come and prove me wrong. You know, I yeah. like I like everybody in the world. Yeah. That's how. That's the connection I have with fans of the show, is because they're like, no, we get it. And yeah. even if they disagree, like a lot of them don't like, some of them don't like the way I vote or voted. Yeah. But keep in mind, that is the first time I voted since I was 18 years old. Why I haven't you, been voting all this time. I just don't understand why you still have to wear the I'm with her pin all the time. Because I'm still with her. Okay. I've told you that. All right. I actually pulled for Jill Stein. That's Jill who I pulled Stein. the lever for. I said, you know, I want to vote for somebody with no chance. <laughs> because uh, She made out like a bandit with all that fundraising. Bandit. For, remember that whole deal? Fundraising? Yeah, she raised millions of dollars for some kind of election deal. And she didn't do it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it didn't, didn't result in anything. It. I mean, well, she probably just for... bought some nice new purses or some <laughs> she shit. Wanted to, she wanted to do a recount. And, yeah, and, recount. That's and, it. And everybody went, what the fuck are you talking about? You yeah, but they just piled stand, money on her. Don't have standing to do any kind of recount, you dipshit. Mm. They, who piled money on her? Dipshits. Lots of people. A lot of dipshits. I mean, I I gave I her in, out of, of yeah. I'm a dipshit. I gave I gave her 
Yeah, ten thousand dollars from our future fund. Good because yeah. without her as president, we don't have a future anyway. President and, Stein, you can put that right in the bank. Can you imagine if we would have had our first Jewish president, and it was also a Jew lady? Is she Jewish? Stein, I oh. assume. Yeah, that Maybe would have been not. awesome. Maybe she's just married to a Jew. Is she married to I a don't, Jew woman? I don't know. But what what difference would it make if she was Jewish or not? Well, because we never had a Jewish president. Well, we came close with um, Bernie Sanders with Gore. When he had, I know, but he had that dude who was would have Lieberman would have been the vice president. Yeah, yeah. So if Gore would have won, and then Gore would have gotten sick with sick measles or something. That happens all the time. We've had so many presidents (laughs) perish from measles while they're sitting in the office. Yeah, Yeah, we would have had President Lebowitz. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're close to right. Thank you. Um. Look, I'm going to do one of those DNA and me things, and I'm going to prove I'm going to prove I'm too, long, too long to think right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you, you can think of something to say faster I than I bet there. I'm Jewish. You, what do you mean you bet you're Jewish? Why would you say such a thing? I do be- you want to go to hell? Is that what it is? Oh my God. What is up with your. I, I just am such a fan of Jews and Judaism. They're empirically smarter. Empirically. Well, I'm, I mean, according to a lot Jews. of the research, well, yeah, of course. There's no, I have no problem with that. Sure, yeah. Jewish people are very smart, and and Asians are very smart too. They're they're like sort of in a rundown with the Asians on who's mm. smarter. I wonder if I'm Asian too, because I do have those kind of squinty eyes. Downy eyes, I've heard them called. Downsy. Downsy. Yeah, like Downsy. No, like Kevin Downey Jr. <laughs> also has sort of Chinese eyes. I don't know, Downsy, is that what it is? Because you, I, I, I never really thought of you as having the Downsy eyes before, but I mean, I've heard him referenced that way before too. I've heard people say that about you, but I, I didn't think of him that way. You don't look like a Downsy person to me, or a I, Downy person. I don't mind you look if like I do. One of a, why not? You don't mind? Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just the way I look. If someone thinks that I look like I have Down syndrome, then God bless them. For having a unique really vantage come a point, way. you've come a oh, yeah. That might not be that unique. Maybe everybody thinks it. I was recruited to it, be a model, motherfucker. What if yeah, for retard clothes? Yeah, overalls. No, it was just I. I could have been a model, but I couldn't lose the weight. I just I couldn't. Even more shameful than looking retarded is being fat. Well, no, I wasn't even fat. It was just you have to be so skinny to be a model. Well, you don't really because there's lots of plus size models, you know. I mean, uh, what's her name? Maybe I should become a plus size 42. Lane Giant has models too, you know. Lane Bryant? Whatever. Lane Giant. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's something the ladies say. I picked up on it. That's funny. And I said, I bet that's hurtful. Let Mm. me me remember that. Yeah. You, uh, you could, you're, you're very tall. You could I model at a men's store. <laughs> I could I could model at a men's big and tall store. Yeah, you could. That'd yeah. be hilarious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They often have, the big and tall men's stores often have these runway shows mm-hmm. for the fall line and stuff. You could really be a big part of that. Yeah, I can't seem to get back to that eating disorder that I kind of had for like a half a second. It's really hard to. When did you have? How long ago? 2005. I just wouldn't, I just... Didn't really eat, but then it's just like once you start eating, you like eating a lot. 2005, that is about six years after I started headlining the crackers in Indianapolis, where I'm going to be May 3rd, 
through 5th. That's Thursday through Saturday. I'm there for five shows. I know it's sh- sudden notice. Very short notice. Yeah. My flight cost a bundle. I really had to eat that ticket, but I wanted to get there to help my friend who owns that club. And that club is great. It's fantastic. I always love working. I never would turn down a chance to work at Crackers Downtown. So I'll see you there this weekend. Now, that you haven't had an eating disorder now since for 13 years. Yeah, I haven't. Hard yeah. to get back to that. It's a habit that once you break it for a few short years, well, it's thing- like working out. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, it's hard to get back into the swing of that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, there's a lot of things I could do. It's just that it's like once you let one thing slide, mm. then you just start to let other things slide. Yeah, it's like when you shart and then you shit your pants because you, once you let it slide, you end up let, letting it all. I had that happen to me at the airport one time. I've told you that sharted story. on I, yourself? Well, that was technically a shart, but it was more sh- than art. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. This wasn't a rogue shark. This was no shark attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is. It was bad. That would have been great if, in like Jaws four, it was just all about sharding. <laughs> they, <laughs> they never think of shit like that. No. That would have like really changed the whole movie industry. Absolutely. Like, confused critics going, "There's no shark in this. There's some <laughs> sharding." I think I came into the wrong movie. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm I, Roy Scheider was smart to stay out of this one. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been a very interesting thing. I always wondered how come they don't do more stuff like that with movies, you know, just like have uh, bikers ride through and and shoot everybody and then just follow the bikers for the rest of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, they did sort of shoot a couple of people in, uh, spoiler alert, in... uh, Easy Rider? Easy Rider, you know, a couple of people got shot. And And they did, but they didn't follow the bikers after. I love Easy Rider. It has a... Yeah? You love yeah. that movie? You yeah. You remember I, anything about it? Yeah, I remember. There's like an acid uh, Jack trip scene. Nichols, Jack Nicholson and Peter Fonda. I wanted to only, have sex with them. He's the only thing, both of them at the same time. Sure, it's why disgusting. not? It's disgusting. Yeah. But uh, that's the only, uh, that movie, the only thing worth watching in it is Jack Nicholson. It's in my just, opinion. Well, it's just, um, it's a great movie to convince yourself of chaos as being the. Oh, here we go again. As being the road to follow. You really don't need that convincing, though. You know, I mean, it's a reaffirmation. Well, I just remember when I watched it, I hung out with some druggy dude, and I just thought... Who was with your mom, okay. And I just, I thought that I was going to, uh, I thought we were going to have frolicking, acid-tinged, Adventures roaming through the streets, a la Easy Rider, but that didn't really happen. It was just yeah. kind of we went to a lame jazz festival and didn't do any drugs at all. Jesus Christ! Didn't kiss or anything. What a fag! Yeah, it was not a good time. That guy was not the guy you thought he was. No, he wasn't. He was a, he was a nerd beta. He was into jazz. And the one time I did do acid with this guy who was, he dressed up and did. He was like a Civil War reenactor guy I did one of those and he had all of those um, mash videotapes and kind of like big chubby fingers and mash yeah mash so he was into Co- the Korean War and and yeah basically wars in general wars if in there general. was a Korean War reenactment he might have done that yeah and I kept trying to get him to like that dude would have a valid me too story against me although like he didn't you know 
Oh, it wasn't like my. Yeah, you don't want to put that out there, do you? Now you're starting to kind of choke on it. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, he was my roommate. I just and I, I was like, I always thought like, oh, drugs. If you do drugs, you're gonna have sex with whatever's around you. You know, <laughs> like if it's whatever. If it's your roommate, a hydra dragon, a brother. Yeah. And so I was like, why don't you give me a massage? That was always what I used to do. And so, uh, how but, fat were you at this point? Because I mean, I like, wasn't fat. No, I wasn't. I mean, I was uh, 1985. I wasn't fat. No, I was like um, totally fuckable. Totally fuckable. Yeah. But, and you had to do this whole. Why don't you give me a massage? Yeah. Huh. But he just didn't. You never um, worked that magic on me. Then we we skipped I that stopped stage doing, altogether. I stopped doing. Why don't you give me a massage? I would say once. You would take off all your clothes and just rub yourself. It's a little bit different. It's kind of the same thing. I don't know. Why I don't just, I give myself a massage on my I, pussy? Yeah. No, I just, I haven't used that in a long time. No, I know you haven't. But I mean, like, uh, so so, so you tell me the story now. You, 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 you asked him to give you a massage. Yeah. And this is your valid me too. Well, that's not really. No, it's not. It's not at all. I, I just was, I just meant I was aggressively you tempted hitting it. on this dude. That's all I meant. Oh, well, I mean, sometimes that is all me too is just some aggressive hitting on, but you, uh, and so what happened? And you so had sex with him? he, no, nothing happened at all. He just, did he give you a massage? I think so. Yeah. He was rubbing your body. How much clothes do you have? Oh, did, I know the last person who I did. Why don't you give me a massage? Let's on. go back to this one who didn't fuck you. Mm. He, uh, he rubbed your back, your shoulders, yeah, your ass. No, it wasn't a sexual massage. Well, then no wonder you didn't have sex. You have to get sexual with it while he's doing it. Well, but, but you're like, oh, that feels so good. Oh. No, I mean, I think I, you know, work those kinks out. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, because if you get the feeling that someone isn't responding and you realize that, oh, maybe they have a healthy relationship to sex and sexuality. That's not what you concluded. No, that is kind of what I concluded. Like, he has. This guy's. If he did, he would have fucked you. That's a that's a moment where it's okay to fuck somebody. If they're like, oh, why don't you give me a massage? Maybe he I'll has get a rule because he had done acid like 70 times or something. And he has a rule. No, I'm, I'm saying maybe he obviously he doesn't a, have any rules if he's done acid seventy times. Yeah, maybe he has a rule, or maybe he's gay. I don't know. I mean, he was just really into war stuff, and he had all That's those videotapes of Mash. That's not a gay. All the- <laughs> he did. He had a. But, he had so many videotapes of Mash. You know what never happens? In and I Mash? think he wa- was wearing war. War never happens in Mash. It's basically ER with shitty stuff. And with like, with and Alan like, Alda. And like, and with Alan Alda and cots. Yeah, yeah and, and jokes. Not, and, and Yeah, and, and jokes with no laugh track for, for the first season or so. For, for yeah. a while, maybe. Yeah, and I just, I remember um, him getting Subway sandwiches and... Gay. And, you know, kind of wiping the mayonnaise off of his chubby little fingers before he gave me the massage momentarily and then me realizing oh i don't think this is what's happening let me just wipe the mayonnaise off my fingers before i rub you down now yeah i don't understand it I was also you know what why the other were thing you trying was? to fuck a gay dude if you think he's gay i don't think you think i don't he think was he gay. was gay no. i think that's just something you threw out there well okay here's the other critical detail okay. is there was a famous heat wave in chicago that killed 400 old people Oh. And it was that weekend. And he had to do some volunteer work. So it was, old people. it was really, really hot. Yeah. So, and we were it was tripping so balls. It was so hot. 
Oh, you were tripping balls at that moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I could see if he's on acid, maybe he was having a little trouble, you know, in the old getting the dick up department. Yeah. To use a euphemism. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Maybe. Or maybe he just wasn't attracted to you for some reason. Oh, you know what? Was my head shaved then? I don't remember. I don't know. But, yeah. Generally speaking, that really shouldn't make that big of a difference, you know? I mean, like... Uh, I don't think it was, though. No. Well, wait, you were he was your roommate. Just for the summer, yeah. Oh, so it had a fucking... It was in a container. I mean, you knew that it was going to... He knew... He, it's not like he, I'm going to have to live with this woman indefinitely. No, yeah. Who has just a... You had a summer roommate? Why? Where was this? In Chicago? In Chicago, And he yeah. was in Chicago and leaving? Yeah, he just was there for the summer... While the other... And you didn't fuck a guy who was staying with you all summer. No. He I didn't have any interest in fucking me. I just find that strange. I, I Maybe he's he might just have had so a into girlfriend. His... I mean, I'm... I... I, I mean, you didn't even know this guy at all? If he had a girlfriend, she's probably pissed to begin with, you know? Why don't you just stay with her? He had some friends over who were married and who liked to do robo-tripping on cough syrup. And that was his kind of world. Guys like that don't have girlfriends. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, maybe he was a virgin. I don't know. Fucking cough syrup. I've had guys tell me that they're terrified Hobbies by include me. Civil War reenacting, collecting mm -hmm. mash videos, yeah. tripping balls, and Subway. and drinking <laughs> and drinking Robitussin. Yeah. And sexless massages. And sexless massages. With shaved head people. You know, I once, I, I, I never did uh, do the Civil War reenactment, but we used to do Vietnam reenactments all the time. Oh, well, we'd cool. go in the woods and we'd smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and then one time we burned down a nail salon. That's the kind of joke you will not hear this no. weekend at Crackers, because that's, that's an old joke of mine. Maybe yeah. it reminded you of how funny you I was another time when you saw me. You should come out May 3rd through 5th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. One show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. There's food. But most importantly, there's comedy with me, Pat Dixon. There'll be other comedians, too. It's not just me, but I'll be doing a good long time. I'll only do 45 minutes or an hour. I might blow the light. And I might blow the mayor. Who knows? <laughs> get myself together. You know, I got to get my shit figured out. May 3rd through 5th in Indianapolis, Indiana, downtown Crackers. I'll see you there. Now, you've been to Indianapolis, Mandy, Stab Miller, my wife? Yeah, I, I've driven through there, yeah. You've driven. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you went there and spent the best weekend of your life just kind of like looking around, seeing the sights, uh, and, and stopping off in some of the suburban neighborhoods to look around and considered living there for a little while. That's what I thought you had told me. I but don't. Maybe a, I don't remember that. Okay, well, but if this is that's a bit, what happened. Then yes, and it is no bit. Okay, this is just a, a memory that I have of you loving Indianapolis. I uh, went to Bloomington. Didn't care for it as much. It's mm. okay. It was pretty. It's a college town. College towns always covered with ivy, you know, and hyper intelligent young people everywhere. And lingo. It's covered in ivy and lingo. Lots of that. Beards. Mm -hmm. A lot of those, and a lot of turtlenecks. A lot of uh, sitting on the steps, philosophizing, drinking pitchers of beer, and uh, a lot of Nietzschean debates. Yes, Nietzschean. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of debates that involve other things too, like sports. Mm -hmm. You know, Bobby Knight from Indianapolis, uh, from Bloomington, like, rather. I do He's like what that guy's about. I like what I like what what Bobby Knight's all about. You know what it is? Winning. Yeah. Winning and throwing chairs. That documentary that we watched about Bobby Knight. The it best. was called Bobby's Night. 
I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, it was called M. Night Bobby Shalomaman. Bobby Lun. Yeah. M. Night Bobby Lun, and mm-hmm. it had a twist ending, <laughs> which is that the whole thing was a dream. Yeah. There's never been a Hoosiers team. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing was fictionalized, of course. Now, it wasn't the Hoosiers college basketball team that was fictionalized. It was the high school team, but uh, on Gene Hackman, I'll just say, things I read about Gene Hackman, they don't really lead me to like him as much. You know, he he, he wanted to make acting choices mm. in a certain movie, French Connection, mm. that were, uh, you know, he wanted to play the cop with like a soul. And the cop's like, no, it's not like that. This is the guy. And he was telling him directly, this is how it really is. And mm-hmm. he was trying to find something that people could latch onto with this character and all that shit. Well, you know what they latched onto? His fucking business-like cruelty oh. as Popeye Doyle. Hmm. You might remember the famous scene where he's interrogating a guy in an alley. I've you never ever, seen The French Connection. You ever you ever pick your toes in Poughkeepsie? Did you pick your toes in Poughkeepsie? And he and he, he makes him admit that he picked his toes in Poughkeepsie. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means I can make you admit to anything. Oh, oh wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. See, exactly. Yeah. Now you're already into that's it. That's like, um, have you seen that show Bull? Uh, Dr. Bull? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I thought you might have been talking about that short-lived spinoff from Night Court. Oh. <laughs> Bull. Where it was very short. Yeah. It was so short they didn't air. Yeah, Dr. Bull about Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. This is a TV show that is a true hate watch. Yeah. It's a hate watch in every sense. And it's so, the way it's made, it's hard to believe it wasn't conceived as a hate watch. I think it kind of was. You'd like to think so. Maybe elements of it, but- it's on the it's on the home of hate watching, CBS the CBS app. This is programming that is too fucking. It's it's such liberal propaganda that right. It's subversive and they won't put it on on the regular TV. Does anybody watch The Good Fight? Does yeah. anybody watch Yeah Doctor Bull? Well, Bull is on the regular TV. Doctor Bull. The name of the show is just called Bull. I think it's called Dr. Bull. No, it's called it's just, Bull. It's just called Bull? Yes. Okay, so you know. I don't. Yeah, so that is uh, on the regular TV screen. May I just, I just want to thank you. It's on the regular TV screen? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but how the long good has it fight been on? is only on the app. Oh, okay. I see. I yeah. thought that I thought Bull Dr. Bull came on in 2016. Bull. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you've seen Bull, then you know what it's about. They are jury advisors, right? Jury Yeah, jury consultants. Science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can take a jury and go, here's what's going to happen. And that what they do is uh, they have several things that they do. They research these people a little bit, and they get them to say their names into a camera somehow. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> uh, seems very uh, what you would call uh, unethical. And then they find somebody, uh, they, they scour the city, they're, they're, and they're, you know, uh, what you would call, uh, you know, all their information in the computer and everything, all their files, and they find somebody who looks like that person. <laughs> and then they get them to say the exact same thing. They'll be like, introducing himself. Hey, hey, I'm Dan, I'm a construction worker. And then they've had, they find a guy and they get him to say it like that. I'm Dan, I'm a construction worker. Right, and- they do mirror juries. Marriage, what? Mirror juries. Mirror, like a mirror. They do mirror juries. <laughs> and, yeah, the mirror juries are, like, I got to say, a big part of the show. Because they're constantly, you know, finding out how they would go. Right. A lot of mock trials. Yeah. How, and and you brought up a good point. How do they have time to have all these mock oh trials? Oh, my God, the time these people have. And the screens 
screens as big as the hills. Screens, it's the number of screens, too. Yeah. Because they have, first of all, a hill is pretty big, and they've got a screen that size, and they've got multiple screens that size. We're talking about a wall filled with TV screens that they can just, like, look at their phone and go, hey, phone, uh, show me this guy, and it bloop, 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 comes right. up on the screen. Right. Yeah, they'll they'll say, well, if you look at if you look, at, I think we should pick this juror because he once wrote a Yelp review in 2011 that said that he thought the tiki masala was too hot. Mm. And uh, if you look right here, he's fighting with his step grandmother on Facebook. Oh, look! There's a video that went viral of him. Yeah, there's always videos that go viral <laughs> of very of, telling videos. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, find anybody guilty. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think we should go with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we need to get him off. We don't have any more. Uh, we, we don't have any more. It's voir dire. You hear the word voir dire? Yeah, a voir dire lot. is used as often as I use the word dystopia. Yeah. Uh, or dystopic. It, yeah, I would say it is. And uh, the guy is supposed to be Doctor Phil. It's a show about young Doctor Phil, the jury consultant, and they pick somebody. Doesn't really look a lot like Dr. Phil. He looks more like uh, Greg Kinnear, you know, or... (laughs) Handsome guy. Classically handsome Like sort sort of a handsomer Greg Kinnear, uh, but but with a goofy smile on his face always as he he makes some, like, uh, cryptic remark and walks away. He has the whole cast that you expect, some blonde woman who's, like, sort of his, like, main counterpart for some reason, Mm -hmm. although I'm not sure exactly what she does. There is a... uh, There's a... There's another white guy who's you know like Bullock except he's shorter, yeah, better dressed. They, like the in, in, instead of a character, what they did is they go, let's put him in a suit and vest, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that'll yeah. be kind of a, that's comb, his character. He combs his hair very neat and talks like Bogart. Although to be fair, what is in this? <laughs> what is in this? Although, uh, What's if, in this? if a man is wearing a vest, that is the reason why you have problems in your life. Do you ever pick your feet, Gipsy? Get rid of the vest. Yeah, I mean. Look, That's my one advice. Unless to men. you work at a Walmart, then wear that fucking vest. You know, if you work at a movie theater, tear that ticket, wear that vest. Right. Tear the ticket, wear the vest. I believe is that old <laughs> saying. And Doctor Bull. Tear the ticket, wear the vest. <laughs> <laughs> who is the? And, and of course, uh, there's there's one named Chunk, who is a former uh, college football player yes. of some renown. Then He's he worked often, re- often recognized. Sure. How many college athletes from years and years ago are you going to like, oh, yeah, that's that guy who didn't work out in the pros. Mm-hmm. I watched him play in college. Yeah. Very rare. But he's gay. I and don't he, know if he's gay. I you told gay. me he was gay. I know, but then, like, I don't haven't. Don't say things you don't know. I haven't seen it referenced again. Well, I've been avoiding him since then. Chunk. Avoiding Chunk the gay. Yeah. Uh, he, he would be perfect for... You know, shaking up the stereotypes. Ex-college football player named Chunk, gay. Yeah, I think he is gay. Okay, because that's that's perfect. So it's him, Humphrey Bogart, the blonde lady, and, and Cable. Cable. <laughs> of course, Cable, everybody's favorite. She's the young... Uh, who, basically, her skill is being a millennial. Yeah. You know, I'm good with computers. Except she's kind of trapped in the caricature of uh, a TV executive in the 90s conception of grunge so she's wearing like various colored uh knit caps mm-hmm. that's and, about right yeah uh that's <laughs> that's great yeah you know grunge bell bottoms hippie punk hip-hop 
You can't keep up. You can't keep up. Punk. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. You know. Give her pick her feet and Poughkeepsie. I'm good. I'm good with computers. You know. The millennials are too fast for everybody. They don't have an identity except that they're dicks. No, they're nice. Okay, babe. They're the worst generation yet. I like them a lot. I can't stand them, and I put it out there. If you're a millennial, I look, you are nice, I'm sure, but your group as a whole, mm. not. Your group as a whole is, are troublemakers. Rabble rousers. I And you're not smart enough to be rabble rousers. I like how they've experienced things that no one else has experienced. You know, every single like, person on the face of the earth has experienced like no one else has experienced. I know I'm being, you know, but I mean, that is that is that is the curse of youth. Right. Is is you experience what's a youth? If, if, if you experience injustice or injustice or uh, oh my God, you're really hurt, speaking that language aren't or you? hurt or pain. You, you don't quite understand injustice. You have difficulty uh, applying the knowledge that other people have been experiencing similar things for 50 60 years and you feel like 50, you are 60 the first years? how about since the dawn of time yeah yeah so well i mean just in terms of the people you're dealing with yeah and so it's that lack of it's that kind of hyper self-centered uh nature yeah. which all you which all young people are yeah but and, their, their expression of but it but then it's compounded um, I guess a million are, fold yeah, by uh-huh. by social, social media. media, right? Yeah, 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 of course. It's all the media's fault, socially, mm-hmm. social <laughs> media, and also uh, regular media, also mixed media. Oh mm-hmm. my God, mixed media! I'm talking about mixing like watercolors. It's just a mess. Acrylics. Yeah. Throw some oils on there. Why the fuck not? Why yeah. not? Why not make it a fucking sculpt? Sure. Sculpture. Yes. Thank you for finishing that. Sculpt. Sure. Make it a sculpt. I, I'm saying it the way the millennials are saying it. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do some sculpt. Yeah. Look, I don't want to get hung up on, on word games when the point is that I'm going to be in Indianapolis uh, for three fucking days doing five shows. Thursday through Saturday, the third through the fifth. What I want to talk about is the fact that, yeah, sure, uh, I'm a Generation X person. I didn't choose that name. That was not, that's just what stuck because I think it had something to do with Nike or something. I'm not yeah, really sure. Yeah, it was Nike, yeah. Yeah. They and they said, up this Nike. is what you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, It was oh, either going to be Generation X or <laughs> Generation LA Gear. Yeah, and I, and I guess I guess X is better than Generation LA Gear. But yeah. we could accurately be termed Generation should, LA Gear. They should sell the brandings of Generations to corporate bidders. I cannot believe they haven't done That'd that. That'd be amazing. You're right. You're right. How, yeah. I mean, but what would, corporate bidders, they probably bid half a million dollars right Generation off the Generation Jamba Juice Millennial Park. <laughs> That would be Generation Jamba quite, Juice. Quite catchy. I'm a Generation Jamba Juicer. <laughs> yeah. And the greatest generation, the last few people were just like, what? Is that the fuck are they talking yeah, about? Yeah, greatest it? generation. The Jamba would be, Juice people. Would be uh, renamed like the shit. Andy Griffith uh, TNT <laughs> Family keep, Hour. They keep generation. Their <laughs> <laughs> the Matlock Memorial Generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're uh, beyond that. They might they might be the ones with their dignity and say like we're not selling, we are not selling. The but they don't have a choice. Maybe it's not about us. Fancy beast generation because they all have cats, right? No, they had a lot of kids, well, and know, then the baby them, boomers but, followed but then them. The kids are worthless. And then the baby boomers, the baby, the baby boomers had a lot of cats. 
You know what I mean? I've had cats. I get the feeling you want to talk about cats now. No. Mm-mm. No, I just want to make a coffee. Okay. Well, listen, thanks for talking to me, Newsroom Andy Stamler. It's been for, a pleasure. You're my wife. Thanks for marrying me. Nice to actually have a conversation with you. Unwifeablebook.com. Yes, unwifeablebook.com generation. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. That is March. Why do I say that? My M months are all the same. I will be seeing you, and I look forward to it, I hope. I hope I'll be seeing you, and if I am going to see you, I'm looking forward to it already. May 3rd through 5th. I don't even have to give you the dates because it's this damn week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Indianapolis at Crackers Comedy Club downtown. Get tickets on the website. It's I only just started uh, coming there, uh, like now. I mean, like, I've been there many times before, but I mean, like, uh, it's a late booking. I'm, I'm like, uh, subbing in for somebody who got AIDS or something. So uh, you cannot do comedy and when you just found out you have AIDS. And I, I wouldn't, I'm happy to be able to fill in with my healthy uh, blood and uh, my fully intact immune system. And I'll see you downtown at Crackers on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday this week, May 3rd through 5th. Thanks for listening. Now you're starting to kind of choke on it. Like, no, 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 no. Well, he was my roommate. I just, and I, I was like, I always thought, like, oh, drugs. If you do drugs, you're going to have sex with whatever is around you. Unwifeablebook.com. I'll see you downtown at Crackers on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday this week, May 3rd through 5th. Thanks for listening. Unwifeablebook.com. I want to see some changes.